Say goodbye to your credit card rewards. Greedy corporate mega stores, led by Walmart and Target, are pushing for a law in Congress to take away your hard-earned cash back and travel points to line their pockets. The Durbin Marshall Credit Card Bill would enact harmful credit card routing mandates that would end credit card rewards as we know it. If you love your credit card rewards, tell your lawmakers, hands off my rewards. Tell them to oppose the Durbin Marshall Credit Card Bill. Hey there, welcome to Build Your Tribe. My name is Shaleen Johnson. And my name is Brock Johnson. With more than 25 years of experience in a variety of businesses, I promise to share with you the ins, the outs, my failures, and successes. And my goal is to share with you these social media money-making strategies to turn your idea into passive income. Every week, my son, Brock, and I will share with you perspectives that will serve you regardless of the stage that you're at in your business. Whether you're a solo entrepreneur looking to grow your brand in social media or you've got dreams for a global brand, Build Your Tribe is here to serve you. This one is totally my son's expertise. So Brock, take it away. Yo, 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 Brock Johnson here coming to you with another episode of the Build Your Tribe podcast. Today, we're going to be talking about authenticity. It's a very hot button issue. It's a very big prevalent topic in the social media digital entrepreneurship world. How can we be more authentic? How can we be more like ourselves? And even on a broader sense, it seems that it's a big hot topic in society as a whole. How can we be our true selves? How can we find ourselves? You know, the other day I was across the street from my apartment at Trader Joe's right next to a Starbucks. And as I was walking by the Starbucks, I walked by a group of 20 something college students sipping on their lattes. And they said, I just really feel like I need to find myself. I need to discover who I truly am. You know, you hear people all the time who are like, you know, after college, I'm going to go backpacking through Europe for a few years to really discover who I truly am. And I'm actually under the belief that we will never fully and truly understand ourselves and who we are without getting too religious on you. I have a tattoo on my shoulder that basically relates to a biblical verse that says, the heart is deceitful above all things and desperately wicked. Who can know it? Basically, the Lord is greater than our hearts. So not to get too religious on you, I'm a believer that we can never fully, truly know ourselves and find ourselves. But authenticity and being yourself is important. In fourth grade, we had a spirit day at school, one of those dress-up days. It was sports day. Everyone was supposed to wear a team-related jersey or t-shirt, and I decided to break the traditional mold. So rather than just wearing my Notre Dame Brady Quinn, I know it's a very weird jersey to this day. I don't know why I had a Notre Dame Brady Quinn jersey. Brady Quinn, if you're listening to this, shout out to you. But anyways, I was wearing a Notre Dame Brady Quinn jersey, but I decided to break the mold and make it a little bit funny. So Instead of just wearing that jersey and being like every other one of my football player teammates that day, I also wore a pink wig. Granted, it was Shalene Johnson. It was my mom's idea to wear the pink wig, but it was pretty funny to wear the pink wig with the football player jersey when all the rest of the guys, you know, every guy's got to be tough on jersey day and wear some NFL or college football players jersey. But I decided to go untough 
and wear a pink wig with my football jersey. And yes, I definitely got some weird looks. People were definitely saying, Brock, it's not crazy hair day. It's sports jersey dress up day. Why are you wearing a pink wig? But it was funny. I got a kick out of it and it was authentic to me. It felt like that's what I was supposed to be doing. I was making people laugh. I enjoyed it. I felt like myself. I didn't feel that much out of my comfort zone, even though long pink hair isn't exactly my comfort zone. But today, let's talk about authenticity online. Authenticity in storytelling, whether it's on YouTube, on Instagram, on Twitter, on Snapchat, on podcast, even if you're writing blogs or templates for emails. Authenticity shines through and it's very important. And so first I want to talk to you about why authenticity matters. Why is it important and why do we need to be authentic or true to ourselves, quote unquote, online? First of all, and this is what I think is the biggest reason we need to be authentic, is that people see so clearly through the BS. As Gary V says, it's 2019. People have a very high no BS meter. That means that as soon as someone sees any hint of a lack of authenticity, any hint that you're lying to them, that you're being deceitful, that you're not being totally truthful and honest, it turns people off and it turns them away. I was recently reading an article from Success Magazine in which they quoted Carissa Thacker, a psychologist who's also the author of a book called The Art of Authenticity kind of a good book for the subject. And what she says is that people follow authenticity. They're searching for it. She continues by saying that she thinks it's twofold. The drive to be authentic and the drive to be around other authentic human beings goes back all the way to philosophy. But positive psychology also tells us that a sense of being true to yourself creates meaning. There's a drive to be authentic inside all of us. Fundamentally, it's part of living a meaningful life. That's some pretty powerful stuff from a psychologist, not just a 21-year-old communication major. So basically, if you're inauthentic, people can obviously see it. So that's one reason right there to be authentic. You won't be driving people away from your brand or business. Another reason why you should be authentic online is that it's less draining Honestly, it's better for your mental and emotional health if you appear real than if you try to appear perfect. Trust me, as someone who struggled with perfectionism for many, many years, it's draining and it can take a toll on you, a toll that can often end up in therapy. So please relieve yourself of the pressure to feel perfect online by just being real. Your followers will actually appreciate it. And your content will improve overall because of it, along with your mental well-being, your emotional health, your happiness, and the joy that you're finding while on social media. I believe I've shared this quote before, but one very important quote about perfectionism that has been very important on my life comes from the author Anne Lamont. She says, I think perfectionism is based on the obsessive belief that if you run carefully enough, hitting each stepping stone just right, you won't have to die. The truth is, you'll die anyway, and that a lot of people who aren't even looking at their feet are going to do a whole lot better than you and have a whole lot more fun while doing it. I think we would all like to follow someone who's having fun and doing what they do well, rather than someone who's cautiously stepping from one stone to another trying to be perfect. It goes back to the first reason of why we need to be authentic. 
It's obvious when people are trying to be perfect. So please relieve yourself of that pressure to be perfect. It's very draining. And just allow yourself to be real, authentic, and truthful on social media or whatever it is that you are using to grow your brand or business. The third and final reason why I believe we should be authentic online relates to credibility. We often have a misconception that if we make a mistake, if we have some kind of failure, we'll lose credibility. If we appear as less than perfect on social media, people won't want to follow us because they want to be around perfect, right? They want to see the nice cars and the beautiful home and the great well-behaved kids. And they want to hear stories of success and millions of dollars and your business making money rather than losing money, right? Actually, the opposite is true. One of my favorite quotes is from a leadership book called Extreme Ownership. And what they say in this book is, we don't lose credibility for making mistakes. We only lose credibility when we fail to admit the mistake we've made. I'll say that again. We don't lose credibility for making mistakes. We only lose credibility when we fail to admit that we've made that mistake. So actually, in being truthful and honest and admitting when you've made a mistake, you're helping your own credibility. You're not hurting it. You're actually giving yourself more credibility because you're being more honest and authentic. So those are the three reasons why you should be authentic online. Now let's move to my compilation, my eight tips of how you can be authentic online, how you can appear more like yourself, more likable, more truthful, and more honest on your social media or digital presence. Numero uno, number one, the number one way that you can show up as more authentic online is to share emotion. One of the biggest mistakes that I see people making in storytelling and on social media as a whole is that people are trying to remove emotion from their situations or their stories. When actually one of the best ways to appear more authentic is to share emotions. As human beings, we're very emotional beings. Our emotions are ever-changing. And if you're like me, they are very dramatic and over the top. My emotions can jump around like that opening scene from that one episode of The Office where Michael and Jim and Andy are doing parkour, jumping from one desk to the other. If you've never watched The Office, I highly recommend looking up that scene. But basically, that's what my emotions are like sometimes, just parkour, parkour, jumping from event to event to story to story to obstacle to obstacle. It can seem like our emotions are ever changing, and it's important to share those emotions on social media. Of course, not every emotional shift or every high or low needs to be shared, but sharing emotion is very important, and it allows your audience to connect. If they're feeling a very positive emotion and you're feeling a very positive emotion, you can bond over that. Or if you're not feeling a high emotion, you allow your audience to bond with you and feel empathy and compassion for you in that state. Robots are perfect. Robots are emotionless. Humans are imperfect. Humans are emotion filled. So make sure to share emotions online. One great way to share emotions, which is actually the second tip of how you can be more authentic online, is to share stories. Stories are often filled with emotions, highs and lows, resolutions, climaxes, conflicts and struggles, and those emotions, which are filled in stories, are very, very important. Our brains are hardwired for stories and people connect with them. 
So the more stories that you can tell on your social media, the more emotion that you can put into those stories, the more authentic you will appear. Your stories don't have to be grand. They don't have to be jaw-dropping or awe-inspiring. They don't need to inspire the next movie to be made or the next novel to be written. But by simply sharing the story of how frustrated you were this morning that your kids took forever to get ready and then your husband was laid out the door and the dog was going nuts and it ran outside and got covered in mud and then it ran back inside and then you had to quickly clean your house because you have the in-laws coming over tonight. That's a great story and that's not something that is necessarily going to be never before heard or worth a TV show, but that's a story filled with emotion, filled with excitement that you experienced. Maybe you feel pretty bored on your drive to work every day. Every day you feel like it's the same thing, it's the same commute, and it's kind of boring. There's nothing really that pretty to look at. It's just a long drive with lots of headlights. Why don't you share that story? A lot of people could actually relate to you talking about the frustrations or the boredom that you feel in that drive. And maybe you could take it a step further by sharing how you've overcome this boredom. Maybe you've begun listening to the Build Your Tribe podcast on your drive to work. Maybe you've begun listening to TED Talks or you've downloaded audiobooks. Or maybe you spend your drives as brainstorming sessions. If you can share stories from your daily life, your audience will connect with it because your audience is also living a daily life. Your audience isn't just going to connect with the grand story, you know, the monumental story, the keynote speech story. Your audience is actually, and I would argue, more likely to connect with the story of what's happening to you every single day, the daily stories, the daily highs and lows and emotions that we are feeling. So if you can share those stories on your digital presence, you will appear as more authentic. The third tip kind of relates also to the first and second tip, and that is that you should share your failures. And I would add a caveat to this, and this was something that I actually picked up from another person who I was following, and it was actually a few years ago. So I'm so sorry, but I have forgotten her exact name or who she was. But what she said, she gave me a great tip when I was talking about sharing failures and sharing those low or negative quote-unquote emotions online. And she was saying that you should only share those if you've learned from it. Although I don't totally agree with this, I do think this is a great way to start and something that you should do the majority of the time. If all you're doing is venting and being negative, it's likely that you're going to turn people away on social media. But if you can learn to turn your venting or the negative situations or the negative events that are happening in your life into some kind of a positive, or if you can add some kind of lesson learned or some kind of takeaway or resolution that you had to that story, then I think it's definitely worth sharing that failure or that low. The fourth tip for being more authentic online goes to something that I actually just learned in my sociology class, which is the idea of surface acting versus deep acting. Let's see if I can get this right. Hopefully my professor is listening. Surface acting is the kind of way we present ourselves in a situation where we aren't totally comfortable. Or maybe we are comfortable, but it's just a situation where we can't truly be ourselves. The example that we talked about in class is maybe you have really close friends in college. You've been at college for a few years and you've developed some really close friendships. Maybe the people who live with you, your roommates, you have a really close bond with them and they're like family to you. 
On the other hand, you've kind of grown away from your old high school friends. The people who you were close with in high school, you're now maybe just friends or maybe even just acquaintances with these people. When you see your old high school friends, chances are you're going to be doing more surface acting. You're going to do a little bit of, hey, how you doing? How's school? What's your major? That kind of stuff. But when you're with your really close friends, the people who you can be yourself around, you're going to be doing more deep acting. And the deep acting is more of how you perform or how you present yourself on a unconscious level. You know, when you're not trying actually to think about how are people viewing me? What's their perception of me? How am I coming across right now? But when you're actually just being you, saying what comes to mind and expressing yourself as you feel you need to be expressed, that's deeper acting. So when we can focus on deep acting in our online presence, we will be more authentic. If you ever feel like, as you're saying something on social media, if you ever feel like, ah, that's not me, or ah, what, what am I saying, or this just doesn't feel like something I would say or do, then don't. Chances are, if you feel like you are doing one of those things, it's because you're surface acting. You're trying to be something that you know deep down inside you're not. And truthfully, this happens to me all the time. During the recording of this podcast, I've probably stopped recording three or four times and said to myself, ah, that's just not me. Ah, what am I saying? Earlier today, I was recording an Instagram story in my car and I thought, what am I saying? Like, who am I right now? I'm not, this isn't something that I would regularly say. And so I caught myself doing some surface acting. Maybe I was trying to be too motivational or trying to be too meta or trying to be too preachy on my Instagram stories. And those things just aren't me. There's nothing wrong with those things if those are you, but those just aren't me. So as soon as I caught myself saying, ah, that's just not me, I stopped recording and I tried to record something that felt more natural and organic to me. My fifth tip on how you can be more authentic online is to accept that you aren't for everyone. You're not going to be loved and adored by everyone who watches your stuff. But here's the great thing about being authentic and truthful online. When you are authentic and truthful, you're going to attract people who are more like you. You're going to attract your ideal lifer, your true follower, that person who actually cares about you because they actually care about the things that you're presenting, that you care about, that you actually care about. We all actually care about these things. We're actually being authentic. And when you are actually being authentic online, you're going to attract that authentic follower back. My sixth tip of how you can be more authentic online is to speak to one person versus many. This is a huge tip that I share for Instagram stories. So often I will see Instagram stories of people I follow, big influencers, or even just small accounts who say, hey everyone, I hope you're all having a great day. Uh, I appreciate all my fans out there. You guys are the best. That's okay. And it's not bad, but we're speaking to too many people. When you speak on your social media, when you're writing an email template, when you're speaking in a video or an Instagram story or a YouTube video, I recommend speaking to just one person. If I were to change what I just said into speaking for just one person, I would say, hey, I hope you're having a great day. I really appreciate you for following me. If there's anything I can do to be of service to you, please just let me know. When you talk to just one person, you use terms like you versus you guys or y'all or everybody. 
when you actually just refer to one person, it connects on a deeper level with each individual member of your audience. This is because it allows them to stay in a place of thinking that they're the only person consuming your content. For most people, when they consume your content online, whether it's a YouTube video, an email, or anything like that, they're consuming it alone. So our minds, when we consume it alone, we kind of feel like we are the only person who's consuming it. Even though I can see that there's thousands of other views on this YouTube channel, on this YouTube video that I'm watching, if the person who's speaking says, I hope you have a great day, my mind internalizes it as that person is actually speaking to me. Because for hundreds of thousands of years, if that person says you, they are speaking to me. They're not speaking to 1 million invisible people who also happen to be watching this thing called YouTube. Because up until about 10 years ago, YouTube didn't exist. So speak to just one person if you're trying to come across as more authentic online. The seventh tip that I have for you of how you can be more authentic online is to ask your close loved ones why they want to be around you. I like to do this from time to time, maybe once or twice a year. I'll ask my close friends, hey, like, dude, I don't mean to be weird or anything, but why do you like me? Like, why do you want to hang out with me? What is it that draws you to our friendship or that makes you want to spend time with me? I'm just asking. I'm not trying to be weird, bro, bro. I'm just trying to be, you know, I'm trying to learn for social media, bro, tato chip. What is it that makes you want to hang out with me? And if you ask your family, or you ask your close friends this question, chances are they will have a response for you. They'll have a list of traits or qualities that they enjoy about you, reasons why they want to be in your presence. And if you ask five to 10 friends this, chances are you're going to get a list of kind of the same things over and over again. All of your friends might say, well, you're really enthusiastic or you're really chill and relaxed to be around or I really feel that you share so much information and knowledge with me or you agree with all my viewpoints. Your friends will give you some kind of reason that they want to be around you and you can in turn highlight that aspect of yourself on social media with the thought that your followers will also pick up on that aspect of you and want to be around you or your content for that same reason. So if I were to ask my friends, and when I ask them, they often say one reason they like hanging out with me is that I have lots of energy and I'm very enthusiastic. Hopefully, as you're listening to this podcast or if you follow me on social media, you'll catch on that, yes, I do have lots of energy and I am very enthusiastic. I like to let that shine. So ask your close friends or loved ones why they like being around you, why they're your friend, why they enjoy your presence, and that'll give you a good idea of some aspects of yourself that you can highlight that will be authentically you online and will also entice people to want to be around you or want to view your content. My eighth and final tip for you of how you can be more authentic online is to have good intentions behind what you're sharing. If you're sending out an email blast or you're tweeting a bunch because you want to grow your following or you want to make more money online, it'll show. It kind of goes back to that very first idea that we talked about in that people see right through the BS. If you don't have good intentions behind what you're sharing online, that shows. And so even though we can't necessarily change who we are on a deep level, we can change our intentions. So if your intentions shift from money and followers and fame and fortune, 
to things like serving, gratitude, compassion, or thankfulness, you're more likely to not turn people away and to be authentic online. And if I'm being totally authentic and real with you right now, I'm a little hungry. So I'm going to go make dinner and get ready for my next class, which starts in about 45 minutes. That's me. I hope you enjoyed this episode of the Build Your Tribe podcast. You can follow me on Instagram at Brock11Johnson or check me out on YouTube at Brock11Johnson.tv. And as always, happy networking. This episode has been brought to you by the Smart Life Push Journal. If you're the type of individual who loves to make lists, keep yourself on task, get organized, and there just don't seem to be enough hours in the day. This is a convenient, lightweight, simple to use 30-day system. This is not just a day planner. And learn how you can get your health, fitness, life, and goals organized and develop the laser focus you need to have the life that you deserve. Check it out. Go to smartlifepushjournal.com. Say goodbye to your credit card rewards. Greedy corporate mega stores, led by Walmart and Target are pushing for a law in Congress to take away your hard-earned cash back and travel points to line their pockets. The Durbin Marshall credit card bill would enact harmful credit card routing mandates that would end credit card rewards as we know it. If you love your credit card rewards, tell your lawmakers, hands off my rewards. Tell them to oppose the Durbin Marshall credit card bill.